1: It's Dr. Peter DeVette live on toginet.com. It's time to find out about your health and get your medical questions answered.
2: Doctor, doctor, give me the Some of the
1: topics we'll be discussing today include why America is facing a health care disaster, what the root causes are of your health care challenges versus symptom management, the holistic paradigm, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness, how emotions are directly related to physical illness, and how to read your own body like a book. The most effective medicine is to invest in wellness. And live a holistic lifestyle. This is Dr. Peter Devet Live on CodyNet.com. And now, here's your host, Dr. Devet.
3: And good afternoon, everyone. And welcome to our show. You're listening to Dr. Peter Devet Live, and uh, you're from the studio at QHI Wellness in Tyler, Texas. Um, me and Susan, my everyday co host, my lovely, beautiful everyday co-host. Thank you, thank you. She's looking good today, so Susan, great to have you. We are talking about magnesium today. Magnesium, the magic mineral, is our subject, and so we're going to, you know, we normally don't do do shows on single nutrients.
4: Well, there's a lot to say about a single, this single nutrient.
3: That uh, a lot of people would think that would be boring, but magnesium is nothing, um, Certainly not bo- boring. It's it's uh, absolutely critical nutrient for all of us. Most of us are deficient, and most of us, when we take magnesium, are not getting the correct form of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we also uh, sometimes don't get it in the right, in um, you, know, you know the right r- route. So you know a lot of people uh, take uh, magnesium supplementation by mouth when they take magnesium. Uh, but they're not absorbing very much, you know. So you what can you actually.
4: Well you know, like it's estimated that seventy-five percent of the population is magnesium deficient and most people will down their calcium and magnesium at the same time and they, they compete with each other to get across the uh the gut lumen.
3: Oh that's that's <laughs> yeah sometimes they're in the same supplement. You know, yeah, they, they, they are in the
4: same supplement.
3: <laughs> they combine them, you know, in, in the in the same supplement. So so in today's show, we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, this this nutrient, you know, it's involved in over 300 reactions, um, the energy pathways in the body, the detoxification pathways, the cardiovascular system is critical for cardiac rhythm and cardiac muscle strength. It is critical for sleep, uh, immunity, uh, the function of the gut, the brain, the nervous system, um, and it's estimated that you know, our diets, as Susan said, are uh, probably about 70% of the population deficient. And uh, it also stems from the fact that we most of our food comes from farms where the soil has been depleted of magnesium. And, uh, you know, we can also say other trace minerals. So, you know, the way magnesium goes is typically where the route that other trace minerals go as well. So, So this is a nutrient you cannot live without. You have to get it in uh, to your body, and um, so we're going to go into you know the functions of this nutrient the absolute incredible benefits when you get enough of it, and uh, you know the the certainly the complications that you can expect um, if you get deficient and uh, we're going to be talking about specific diseases you know so uh, a series of them that um, that are associated with magnesium deficiency and certainly a a hugely important uh, part of the treatment. Susan, I I think just about every single patient in my practice um, of all ages that come in with chronic illnesses of any kind are taking magnesium or have been prescribed magnesium. So,
4: I agree. I agree. It's, it's just kind of like uh, grandma's castor oil. Just a little bit's good for everybody.
3: <laughs> now, if you're perfectly healthy, you know, you're probably getting enough magnesium in your food. You might, might or might not.
4: Uh, but
2: if difficult. you come
3: into my clinic and you're dealing with uh, you know, a health challenge, then it's a pretty good bet um, <clears throat> that you're going to be low. Now, Unfortunately, you can't always see it on blood work, can you? I mean, it's no. You
4: know, it's, it's because only one percent of it is is carried in the plasma and the interstitial fluids. Most all of it is in the muscle and bone.
3: Oh my gosh! So ninety nine percent of it is in the muscles and the bones, mm-hmm. and only one percent in the blood. And you know, when you so, in other words, not a good idea to base your entire decision on whether to take magnesium or not based on a blood de- blood level.
4: Well, it does most of its job intracellular, uh, close to the, in the mitochondria, which is where the energy is produced. So you actually, to get your most accurate studies, you have to do um, like a red cell or a white cell magnesium content or either uh, an excretion ratio where you give somebody a big dose of magnesium and you see how much they retain versus how much they excrete. Those are the Two most accurate ways to test, not, not the blood test. Uh, by the time you see somebody low on a blood test, they're really, really, really low inside their cell because uh, they've pulled from inside their cell into their serum.
3: Yeah, well that makes sense, and, and that's pr- probably also why a lot of physicians order you know a form of testing of magnesium that that you don't typically see in conventional medicine and that's a red blood cell. A uh, uh, magnesium level. So so you can do that. Uh, a serum magnesium, that's not going to give you much information. You know, the only thing that I would say that the serum magnesium level is good for is to rule out, you know, severe deficiency. So, yeah. you know, so if you're diabetic um, and you've been in diabetic ketoacidosis, you know, you can lose a lot of magnesium very, very quickly, um, along with potassium, you know, so, um, and, you know, so, a series of other, Conditions. If you have dysentery, severe diarrhea, you know, you can have so much washout of magnesium that it becomes critical, um, critically low, and, you know, we, we want to get those levels up. But magnesium toxicity, you know, and the, it's, it's very, very unusual to see high magnesium levels. And I would say about I've never the seen only it. time. <laughs> I, I haven't either. But I, I guess you could get it if you had kidney failure. Yeah, and you took took a lot of magnesium. So, so um, I I've really never even had to do a level on magnesium to see if I'm, you know, if I'm giving somebody enough. You know, I get a baseline if necessary. But um, you know, that's the other good thing about magnesium is it's such a safe mineral. I mean, you can take huge doses. If you think about the doses that are you'll, recommended, you'll and, know when to
4: stop. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <You'll know. laughs> well, I, I, you know, if you take it orally. You're right. There's, you know, you're going to develop a side effect from taking it if you take too much. That's going to alert you to the fact that you're taking too much, and that's called diarrhea. So you're going to start running off, and you'll be able to slow mm-hmm. down. Now, if you get it intravenously, um, you know that's a different matter. But there's a, you know, again, the safety margin on even intravenous magnesium is astronomical. I mean, if you think about what they do in preeclampsia. Mm-hmm. or premature labor, um, you know, in, uh, you know, I believe they're still doing this today. I haven't been in a pregnancy ward for a while you know, since I, <coughs> I left um, family practice um, <coughs> faculty you know, in 1997. But, um, you know, at that stage, they were still using high doses of magnesium to treat preeclampsia, eclampsia, uh, <coughs> premature labor. And it's also used in the cardiovascular uh, industry, like for instance, you know, by, by cardiologists in patients that have had heart attacks, you know, to uh, to get you know re- relaxation of the blood vessels and you know improved muscle function you know, of the 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 cardiac muscle.
4: I did some cardiac reading, and it also improves not just of the blood vessels, but the heart too has to have um, adequate. Magnesium and adequate ATP, which is energy, to be able to relax and do the the exchange with calcium with the um, muscle contraction and relaxation. You have to have adequate calcium and and magnesium and ATP.
3: Yeah, <clears throat> but if you think about you know calcium, you know um, a lot of people and, and we were going to touch a little bit on the, some of the other minerals too during the show, but but a lot of people um, take a lot of calcium, you know, as supplementation, especially women over 50, you know, they've been told, uh, left under, under the impression they need calcium for osteoporosis, and, um, and most of them end up not with, you know, any benefit from the calcium, but they still do end up with more magnesium deficit because of the overwhelming amounts of calcium that they take. But And, uh,
4: and they're often not prescribed a vitamin D with it.
3: Right, yeah, so you you can't absorb that that calcium uh, into the tissues if you don't take extra vitamin D. Now, as far as I know, D does not play a role in magnesium absorption. Does it? I, mean, it's,
4: I think I read that it does, I think, but more so with with calcium.
3: Uh. Well, and so but uh, so one of the things you mentioned at the beginning of the show is, is that calcium and magnesium compete against each mm-hmm. other. So that uh, that kind of um, piqued my interest. Interest. Does that mean that people uh, should not take them together, or should they just take a little bit more? You know, I would if- say
4: don't take them together, or just take small doses and pulse it throughout the day, or either take them totally separate. That that's the way I do it. If I if I take them together, I I don't take a whole lot, and I do the reverse ratio. I do five hundred of calcium and you know 600 or or more magnesium.
3: Yeah, and that's uh, that's that's what I've also um you know what t- tend to recommend is just you know for instance my osteoporosis patients you know I'll double up on the magnesium that they need <clears throat> compared to the calcium. So if I'm putting them on 3 or 400 milligrams of calcium, I'll put them on you know 6 or 800 of magnesium. Mm-hmm. You know so so that they, that ratio is, is flipped. And again, you know, partly because I'm not that concerned about calcium in most patients, because you know most of us uh, get plenty of calcium in our diets, and um, you know so. And we're going to talk about more about how we get magnesium naturally, and and you know calcium and other minerals comparatively. So just stay tuned. Um, also, want to encourage all of you that listening. If you um, want more information on what we do a year at QHI Wellness, give us a call at 903-939-2069, 903-939-2069. That's our number at QHI Wellness. You're you're in Tyler, Texas. You can also go to our our website, qhiwellness.com. We'll be right back after this break.
1: Dr. Peter DeVette Live. Find out how the flaws in our healthcare system are leading to epidemics of chronic diseases, including cancer and a myriad of others. Dr. Peter will be right back after these on Toginet.com.
5: Link Technologies Inc. is a world-renowned microtech consulting, support, and training company. We specialize in network design and configuration of complex networks, both wired and wireless. This includes networks for ISPs, enterprise, and government organizations. Our many engineers are well-versed in several platforms aside from microtech, including Cisco, Juniper, Foundry, Asterisk, and Windows. LTI offers dedicated hosting services for web, email, billing, and other servers. We stock a number of hardware products as well, including wireless radios, antennas, cable, mounting hardware, and complete pre configured systems shipped, plug, and play for seamless rollouts. We have converted hundreds of flat bridge networks into redundant, fully routed networks with multi homed BGP and OSPF. If you are setting up a new network or need help bringing your existing network up to speed let link technologies inc get you on the right track
1: welcome back to dr peter DeBell live on tokenet.com He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. But well, Let's get back to the show. It's Dr. Peter DeBet Live on Toginet.com. Here again is your host, Dr. Peter DeVette.
3: We're back. It's Dr. Peter DeVette Live. And again, we are broadcasting here from QHI Wellness. That stands for Quantum Healing Institute here in Tyler, Texas, where we combine the very best of natural medicine with the essentials of conventional medicine for a healthier you. And our subject today is magnesium, the magic mineral. Um, So, again, we don't often do shows on individual nutrients, but this one definitely deserves it. It also has a a prime spot in my book, Heal Thyself. Uh, it's one of the minerals that I've singled out. And again, heal thyself is more about uh, the whole ho- holistic paradigm and what makes us sick, you know, from uh, you know the spirit mind body perspective, you know, the deeper roots of illness. But I do touch on you know, some of the uh, the critical nutrients that the body needs, uh, dietary aspects, and magnesium in my book. You know, I I recommend uh, that virtually everybody take as a supplement. Um, when we're stressed, um, Susan, this is you know we lose a lot of magnesium, you know so the more um, <clears throat> there 's certain nutrients that we really develop a sharp deficit and you know due to stress and most of us are stressed um, <clears throat> and that is magnesium and the B vitamins, you know? so you need mm-hmm. those um, <clears throat> there's there 's others too d three we see more and more <clears throat> depletion. Of D3 with with increased stress, uh, you know, and also information. So if there's inflammation right. in the body, you see you see a deficit. Um, you know that uh, that is also very, uh, very very common. And then you know if you have gastro- gastrointestinal problems, you know if you have issues with absorption, mm-hmm. a lot of people have malabsorption syndrome, and uh, there's a variety of reasons why. But uh, Susan, one of the reasons is because you know, a lot of people have their stomach acid suppressed, you know, so they make uh, you know, make very little or no stomach acid because of the drugs that they take for so-called reflux. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody thinks that reflux is caused by too much acid. But in reality, it's because the stomach isn't working properly. Oftentimes, not only is there, you know, not too much acid, but there can actually be an acid deficit. And you need... A- Acid in the stomach in order Mm -hmm. to absorb Mm -hmm. calcium, magnesium, iron, and most of your other minerals.
4: You do, you do. Um, That was that was on the list of the um, the medications that I that I worked up the the H two blockers, the anti anti acids.
3: Yeah, the H two blockers and the proton pump inhibitors. You know the Nexiums and the ProloSix and those drugs, protonics. Those drugs are so strong that they work for 24-plus hours, and they completely wipe out your stomach's ability to make acid. The H2 blocker is not quite as strong, so you might still have a little bit of acid production with them. Um, but certainly, you know, a use problem. What other medications can also affect your magnesium levels?
4: There are several antibiotics. I wasn't aware of that. Uh, diuretics, most people know that. Uh, coumadin. And uh, glipizide and bisphosphonates.
3: That's interesting about the diuretics. So with the diuretics, you know, like the hydrochlorothiazide, that's in every other blood pressure medication.
4: Lasix. You
3: know, you're losing a lot of potassium, but also magnesium at the same time. Mm-hmm. And with Lasix, you know, uh, or furosemide is the generic name for it, very powerful diuretic. You know, people use for swollen legs and stuff like that. And that also steals your magnesium. So if you don't know to take magnesium, you know, a lot of people end up with cramps in their legs. You know, they end up with restless leg um, (coughs) disorder or syndrome, not even realizing that it might have a connection with with their low magnesium levels. And also contributes to uh, increased irritability, um, (coughs) you know, sugar metabolism problems and and a variety of other problems that are also you know associated with that so mm-hmm.
4: well um, I, I agree, and I looked up what the recommendations were of some of the other uh, famous uh, integrative medicine physicians, and they all say four hundred plus, even if on top of a healthy diet, just to be sure because every day you don 't eat you know two or three cups of greens and a handful of nuts, and you know you really have to get to some really uh, specific foods to go really, really high in magnesium.
3: Yeah, and and it's interesting that you mentioned um, you know antibiotics. So, are you saying that antibiotics deplete magnesium? Or? Yes,
4: I didn't write down the ones, um, but there were like four that can deplete magnesium, and I, I was surprised. And it's not every, every one of them, but there were four listed that could.
3: And cumin is is a you know common blood thinner that, that so many people take, especially you know if they have heart. Uh, and disease, you know, if they've had strokes, um, and Coumadin, also called warfarin, um, you know, it has so, some other depletions associated with it, but but I, I didn't know about magnesium, so that's, that's something for me to learn. <laughs> and the glipizide, glipizide is one of the uh, anti-diabetic drugs. It's a sulfur drug, and the sulfur drugs, all of them, and that includes some of the antibiotics, like the sulfur antibiotics, I bet you they're on that list. Too, they they actually inhibit detoxification too, and now come to find out from what you're saying, they also probably inhibit magnesium uh, absorption or cause magnesium wasting. The biophosphonates are basically drugs that are used in treating osteoporosis. So, um, and those are, you know, of all the drugs that are on the market, that category of drugs is one of the worst. As far as what it uh, you know can do, and you know, and it's unfortunately one of the things is magnesium wasting, and one of it also affects bones negatively. So those drugs are supposed to strengthen bone, but they actually end up making bone more fragile, and making it harder to maintain strong, especially the hips. You know, so the hips, the bone density shows improved, the fracture rates don't go down. As a matter of fact, they might even go up after f- <clears throat> a few years. And the other thing about those drugs is they mess up your jaw. So if God forbid you develop a tooth problem, like a tooth abscess, or you get a <clears throat> an implant, and you have uh, the biphosphonates in your system, you know you you're very very likely to have a problem with that particular um, you know <clears throat> that particular procedure. So it's just it's just not a good thing, and um, <clears throat> but it's enlightening to know that one of the things that it's also doing is, you know, probably bumping magnesium <clears throat> out of the bone too, which is critical for bone strength. Mm-hmm. So now, um, <clears throat> Susan, what what sources do we get magnesium from? What what foods are? Because um, not everybody wants to take supplements, and if you're pretty mm-hmm. healthy and you have a fantastic diet. Um, and then you probably don't need magnesium. You know, so oh, you don't need magnesium supplementation. But what are those foods? The that very
4: are? highest sources, highest of all, are green, leafy greens, uh, lentils, nuts, seeds, rice bran, wheat germ, and soy. But most soy is genetically modified. And I would have thought that most meat would contain a lot of magnesium. But it does not. Salmon, mackerel, oysters have around 200 milligrams per four ounce. A few, a few fish do. But most uh, meat that we eat, lamb, turkey, chicken, beef, pork, has and they're each one a little bit different, has plus or minus 30 milligrams for a four ounce serving. Eggs are 10 milligrams each, which is not very much when you're trying to reach 400. Dates and prunes are in the ballpark of 70 to 80 milligrams per eight pieces and there are some fruits, especially berries, that have about uh, anywhere from fifty to eighty milligrams. A few of the berries, but uh, dairy is moderately high—eighty milligrams. Um, but you have to really work to put your meal together to get four hundred
3: milligrams. So it's it's good to know that berries, you know, have a lot of magnesium in it because you know berries is um, is is a great food to eat, you know, if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to improve uh, antioxidant traction, um, you know, so metabolic dysfunction, all of that, you know, berries are great, you know, and it's interesting what you said about the the meats, though, because, um, Mm -hmm. you know, if so, you say certain uh, fish sources are high, Mm -hmm. I guess that that would be ocean fish, not uh, uh, freshwater fish, Um,
4: I don't remember seeing a freshwater fish listed on on the list. You know how some sites list, they make a lot of lists, and some of them make shorter lists. And it's kind of like, you; it's kind of stereotypical to say, eat a banana for potassium. But, you know, tomatoes have more potassium than bananas do, but nobody ever mentions tomatoes. So I don't know if I got a stereotypical short list or abbreviated, but... Uh, To just look it up uh, if you're interested or like a certain fish, because there are some fish that are really high.
3: And uh, the other thing to point out is that when food is refined, you know, so whenever you have refined grains, for example, you know, white flour, um, you lose all of the magnesium uh, virtually out of that food. So, uh, and that's the same with sugar, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So, so sugar grains. You know, so you know, staying away from refined carbohydrates and processed foods, you know, anything that has you know artificial ingredients, you know, you're probably going to save yourself a lot, of, a lot of uh, headaches, you know, from, uh, you know, from not having that deficiency. So
4: I found it really interesting that back in older days, our ancestors would use like raw. Blackstrap molasses as a medication, like for pregnant women or women with heavy periods, because it had a lot of iron. But I also read that raw molasses has a hundred milligrams of magnesium per tablespoon, but processed sugar has zero.
3: Wow, oh. so, <laughs> that's impressive. So blackstrap molasses, here we come. Um, you know, have you tasted blackstrap molasses?
4: It's not bad.
3: It's not bad, and it's great no for constipation too. So. <laughs> it, uh, you forget I'm
4: from the country,
3: you know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know in South Africa there's a big sugarcane industry, and blackstrap molasses is, is a very popular home remedy for <clears throat> for lots of things, <laughs> um, including you know constipation. But uh, but that is awesome to know about how high it is mag- magnesium. You know, oh. So.
4: Look at the the oils too. Most raw oils, plus or minus fifty milligrams a tablespoon. Refined oils, like we buy to cook with, zero.
3: So, for instance, if you get Udo's oil, you know which, that's one of the remedies that I prescribe frequently. You know, is because it's got six, uh, three, six and nine omega three, six, and nine. You know, and that's a pro, uh, that is a raw oil uh, that has to be kept refrigerated. <clears throat> Do you say? And yeah,
4: I did, I did read Flex. Uh, Flex was high in yeah. magnesium.
3: So we're going to go to another break. Again, uh, for copies of my book, Heal Thyself, with more information on magnesium and all kinds of other um, issues that you might find of interest, uh, go to shopqhi.com, shopqhi.com for more information. You can also call our clinic, QHI Wellness, at 903 903 uh, qhiwellness.com is our main website. We'll be right back after this break. doctor, doctor
2: give me the news, I got
1: This is Dr. Peter DeBette Live. Find out how the flaws in our healthcare system are leading to epidemics of chronic diseases, including cancer and a myriad of
0: others. Dr. Peter will be right back after these on toginet.com.
1: to Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Togenet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. Well, let's get back to the show. It's Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Togenet.com. Here again is your host, Dr. Peter DeVette.
3: I'm back. You're listening to Dr. Peter DeVette Live. Again, uh, talking about magnesium. The magic mineral, so good for so many reasons, and yet um, most people, uh, I think Susan said, seventy percent of every one of us is um, clinically deficient in magnesium. You might not see on, on blood work when you do a blood test, but um, you know when you look at uh, functional deficit, you'll see that a lot of people have have an issue with magnesium deficiency. Also, when you when you're stressed, when you when you have uh, gut problems, you know if you eat foods, um, and this is real critical to, to understand. We talked about and acids and acid uh, blocking drugs <coughs> affecting absorption, <clears throat> but I also say that there's a lot of other things that stresses the stomach and the small bowel's ability to absorb, and that would include microwave oven um, prepared foods. So any time that you prepare food or uh, boil water or heat any fluids in a microwave um, you're damaging the <clears throat> that you know the, the tissues in your gut lining so you uh, will develop a malabsorption syndrome and most of us now are walking around with malabsorption syndromes have no clue but we have all kinds of bowel problems so if you have irritable bowel syndrome if you have constipation you probably have a magnesium deficiency. Yeah, you know, there's a whole series of other um, <clears throat> diseases. Uh, Susan just mentioned the the cardiovascular ones that are pretty commonly <clears throat> associated with low magnesium too.
4: Um, angina, arrhythmias, um, arteriosclerotic heart disease, cardiomyopathy, congestive heart failure, cerebrovascular disease, hypertension, uh, heart attacks, mitral valve prolapse. And um, it can uh, magnesium can be used to decrease harmful uh, lipids and increase good lipids, good fats in the blood.
3: So, uh, so low magnesium is associated with high cholesterol, high triglycerides.
4: Well, uh, high triglycerides and low HDL.
3: High triglycerides and low HDL. So, so HDL is the protective cholesterol. And it's also so.
4: associated with the
3: metabolic syndrome. Yeah. All around. And and that's, that's good information because normally it's hard to get HDL up. You know, HDL, good cholesterol goes up with exercise. Niacin is helpful. And now we know magnesium is also helpful mm-hmm. from what you were just saying. So, but, uh, you know, you mentioned a whole bunch of stuff uh, on the cardiovascular system. That's virtually every serious or significant cardiovascular disease mm-hmm. on the map. Angina, you know, one of the things we know with angina is that the blood vessels get more irritable and they go into uh, spasm. We know that a heart attack can happen with clean blood vessels if those blood vessels you know get uh, inflamed and if they go into spasm or if a blood clot forms so magnesium also has a blood thinning effect uh, that 's another another one of its benefits is you know, it 's critical for uh, optimizing blood viscosity. Um, <clears throat> just as a little side note, there. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's um, you know <clears throat> we see that in patients with autoimmune diseases, patients with um, with uh, fibromyalgia syndrome, chronic fatigue syndrome. They often have increased blood viscosity, so uh, problems with blood getting through the system. And magnesium is one of the <clears throat> the nutrients that will actually facilitate normal blood flow. We sometimes even give it intravenously, you know, in pretty substantial doses to get that that relaxing effect on the cardiovascular system, to get an improved viscosity from it.
4: I used to do that when I was in surgery, uh, doing anesthesia, because I would notice that every, if they happened to do a, a metabolic profile the morning of surgery, any older person that had been in the hospital NPO for a couple of days or a bowel prep or, I mean, any reason that they didn't eat for two days, which is common, they would all virtually have low magnesium. And I'm talking about low in the serum when it's that means it's really, really, really low inside the cell. And I would just go ahead and prophylactically give magnesium because it would decrease the PVCs, the irregular heartbeats, the atrial fib, the unstable blood pressure. I just had an older patient who did way way better if I just gave it to him. I own just I I did it all the time.
3: That's that's awesome. <laughs> you know, it's just, and and what, what what really surprises me is that
4: it, it wasn't know, usually ordered, but I would uh, see it, and I just kn- knew that when I did that because you know after working in in the heart cath and the heart room, and you just you see these things, and you just know that it works. And,
3: I read that recently that you know magnesium used to be re- used routinely after bypass surgery, <clears throat> after um, uh, heart transplants, and so forth. And f- from what I understand now, they've they stopped allowing that you know to be used routinely, which has impacted on you know s- some of the statistics, you know the cardiovascular, the post op statistics, on some of those disease processes because it's such an incredibly valuable. Uh, nutrient, and and I've also read that a lot of cardio surgeons, cardiac surgeons, are going back to using magnesium, saying, "Don't get you know, get out of my way, and <clears throat> give me my <laughs> magnesium back." You know, so um, and now we also know that magnesium is critical um, with in certain diseases, or magnesium deficiency in the development of asthma. So any uh, any muscle in the body cannot relax properly. Without enough magnesium, so that's your blood vessels, that's your bronchial tubes, you know, that's your uterus. Uh-huh. You know, when we talk about premature labor or preeclampsia, for example, um, <clears throat> that is your, you know, the rest of the smooth muscle uh, in your body, <clears throat> but even your regular muscles. So if you don't have enough magnesium, a lot more cramping, a lot more tightness in the muscles, and we mentioned fibromyalgia as one of the <clears throat> prototypical disease processes that's often linked uh, to magnesium deficiency, which, by the way, is also tied to alkalinity-acidity balance. So, you know, the more uh, acidic you become, uh, the more of a problem you tend to have with, with magnesium.
4: And the more you have blood vessel constriction and spasms, the less you have blood flow, the greater the acidity, and it just becomes a nasty cycle over and over and over. You know, the spasms create less blood flow, creates more acidity.
3: Yeah, yeah, that, that makes perfect sense because when you, when you have spasms, you don't get as much oxygen, and, and when you don't get mu- as much oxygen, you get lactic acid buildup in tissues too, you know, and you know, so it makes, a, it makes the cycle just go from bad to worse. Uh, even a red blood cell fragility you know um, we uh we have two adopted boys uh, that uh, me and my my second wife uh, that um, have you know sickle cell traits and we know that when they become magnesium deficient they get a lot more cramping a lot more body aches and pains, and you know magnesium is absolutely critical for maintaining that you know <clears throat> that's uh, red blood cell viability you know so and uh, by the way those kids also very very sensitive to acidity so when, the more acid they get uh, the more they hurt you know because of that uh, you know sickle cell uh trait that they have um sleep is affected by magnesium how how so
4: um I know it helps your muscles to relax. Um, I would say that just if it's involved in 300 reactions, surely there's one or two of those got to be for sleep. <laughs>
3: uh-huh. That's true. I mean, magnesium in itself is often a very good sleep remedy. You know, mm-hmm. the liquid magnesium, you know, or we uh, I, you know, and again, a lot of you are asking what is the best type of magnesium to take. Well, one of them is magnesium malate um, that I often prescribe. You can also take... Uh, magnesium aspartate which is interestingly very very helpful for you know increasing energy production so people with chronic fatigue syndrome I used to use a lot of potassium magnesium aspartate uh, for some reason I just don't prescribe it that often anymore but um, and what else can you say about um, well and, and the point that I was trying to make is that magnesium liquid is great for insomnia but any of those other forms of magnesium Uh, can also be helpful. But uh, let's talk, let's go...
4: Well, one one
3: thing to add here.
4: It's important that you read your bottle because, say, for instance, 1,000 milligrams of magnesium citrate doesn't yield you the same milligrams of magnesium as magnesium malate. So you need to read the back of the bottle to see how much yield you get out of the dose. So different companies will say a dose is one tablet. Some say it's three tablets. So you need to make sure that you get at least 400 milligrams a day when you look at the back of it because it's different when it's combined with a different uh, substance.
3: Well, and and for instance, you know, there's certain types of magnesium that are very poorly uh, absorbed, you know, like magnesium oxide, for example. Mm -hmm. And we actually use magnesium oxide, you know, for bowel, you know, to, to activate the bowel. Same with uh, magnesium citrate.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, there's, uh, if you want to, if you have really bad constipation, go to the pharmacy, get a bottle of magnesium <laughs> citrate and, liquid <laughs> and just drink it down.
4: No, no, just drink about <laughs> a third of it.
3: <laughs> well, just a third of it. Otherwise, you'll be squirting uh, all, all over the place. But, um, you know, so, so that tells you a little bit about uh, the absorption and, uh, of course, it's extremely inexpensive to make magnesium oxide tablets or magnesium chloride tablets for that mm. matter. So oftentimes you're getting supplements uh, of certain types because they are extremely inexpensive to make and <clears throat> means a lot more profit for the company uh, <clears throat> that makes them. But what, what else would you say? You know, we're going to go to another break here, but when we come back, I want to talk about best ways to take magnesium. You know, um, again, just a little bit of an overview of um, you know, it's of what we take magnesium with, and best ways we're going to talk about taking magnesium through the skin, through the you know intravenously, um, you know, and so forth as well. So it's not just an oral route with magnesium. There's more ways to do it, and we'll talk about when when to use it for other things. Again, uh, for more information on magnesium malate, you can go to our um, shopping cart at shop QHI. That stands for Quantum Healing Institute. Shop qhi.com. Go to uh, just look up magnesium malate,
2: um,
3: and you'll see it there. You'll also see magnesium malate on a lot of our package specials, especially for asthma, for um, arthritis, you know, for a lot of you know pain syndromes. So magnesium is critical for managing pain. So we will be right back with you right after this break with more on magnesium. The Magic Mineral.
2: doctor, give me the news, I got
1: This is Dr. Peter DeBette Live. Find out how the flaws in our healthcare system are leading to epidemics of chronic diseases, including cancer and a myriad of others. Dr. Peter will be right back after these on
0: toginet.com. Tired of achy joints inhibiting your ability to get around, exercise, or even enjoy your life? Having healthy joints should be a given for most people, even those older in age. Take charge of your digestive health today. Call 877-484-9735. That's 877-484-9735. Or shop online at shophealthybody.com. Welcome
1: back to Dr. Peter DeVette Live on TokiNet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. Well, let's get back to the show. It's Dr. Peter DeVette Live on TogiNet.com. Here again is your host, Dr. Peter DeVette.
3: I'm back to listening to Dr. Peter DeVette Live. Again, me and Susan um, here in the studio. We both work together here at QHI Wellness, you and Tyler. Um, Susan's background is in uh, (coughs) the nurse
4: anesthetist. Anesthetist.
3: (laughs) Nurse anesthesiology. (laughs) As a nurse anesthetist, she used to put people asleep and. So now, now she's just putting me a steep right here next to no. you.
4: <laughs> that helps. <laughs> well, then, I'll add, then I'll add some credentials to it. I'm also a medical lab technician and a cardiac critical care nurse. So. Oh, baby!
3: So uh, she, so she's been in the thick of things. She loves magnesium. I love magnesium because we have seen, you know, some of the most amazing things happen when people are given enough magnesium. You know, even in the throes of extreme. Uh, a crisis you know a hypertensive crisis um, <clears throat> people in you know the um, labor and delivery ward that are going through premature contractions that are ple um, pre is when the blood pressure shoots up and you know the swelling of the ankles and protein leaking through the the kidneys and a, a very high risk of seizures in those patients and very high risk of death and losing the baby so you know, if they go into full-blown full, full blown eclampsia. So magnesium is critical there. Um, magnesium also fantastic. You're in the clinic at QHR Wellness. We do intravenous magnesium for all kinds of things, like migraine headaches. Sometimes just a little magnesium push will take a migraine headache away like that.
4: I've had that happen before. <laughs> like yeah. I take migraine and headache, yeah. go away.
3: And that's also great for asthma. So when we see an asthmatic and we want to really get you know some shock therapy in there, to open up those lungs, people with infections, you know, <clears throat> critical there. Um, if you have somebody with, with flu or, you know, uh, influenza, something like that, Any infe- you know, that's that <clears throat> the herxheimer reactions that you see, you know, <clears throat> also very important. Um, <clears throat> fibromyalgia, you know, one IV, and sometimes just a little push. You know, we do a, like a magnesium push or we'll do it in combination with some other vitamins. You know, one little push, and oftentimes you see marked improvement in those symptoms. Um, and Susan, you you had a, a couple more there?
4: Yeah, I have one that I would like to mention. Uh, a lot of people are diagnosed with uh, metabolic syndrome these days, which is defined by an increase in your abdominal girth or an increase in, you know, belly fat, uh, high triglycerides, low good cholesterol, and uh, type two diabetes is all included in the metabolic syndrome. And uh, I read about a famous endocrinologist who did testing on his type two diabetes patients, and ninety percent of them had low intracellular
3: magnesium. Wow! And so, that's
4: just in a type two diabetic.
3: Yeah, and if a type one it's even can be even more drastic when you have a ketoacidosis. You know, like uh, when when there's when a type one diabetic gets infected. Or gets a you know, serious illness, um, they can lose massive amounts of magnesium, so both types you know of of disease processes now Susan you know when when we talk about um, you know ways of taking magnesium, this is interesting. so we talked about the forms that you can take orally that 's well absorbed uh, there 's one that we must out that we must and that 's magnesium glycinate. So magmalate and maglycinate are my two favorites. Uh, magnesium aspartate for those with low energy and then magnesium citrate for those that are constipated if we want them to uh, go, you know, and uh, mag- magnesium <clears throat> oxide or there's even a ma- magnesium peroxide, I think, uh, <clears throat> that is used for constipation to, re- to release oxygen into the bowel, you know, as it goes through. And it actually oxygenates the bowel, and it's very, very good for severe constipation.
4: Does it make you burp?
3: Um, no, I think it's, it starts releasing in the lower bowel. I'm not <laughs> sure exactly how that works, but I I've not heard people say they you know <coughs> causes them to burp. Now you can also take magnesium through, you know, the skin. So that's that's very important to know when somebody's very deficient, because if you try to overcompensate with Oral magnesium you often develop ma- ma- you know, diarrhea even with a good magnesium mm-hmm. so if you're in a severe deficit then you are forced to either put it intravenously into the body or you have to bathe in it or get it through the skin so um, <clears throat> there's magnesium chloride flakes um, you know that's my favorite you know I used to use a lot of magne- magnesium sulfate or Epsom salts, but the problem is a lot of my patients have a problem with sulfur sulfur molecules. You know, so because of sulfur blockage, you know that comes from uh, drugs, sulfur drugs um, <clears throat> that often you know form a block in the cells. You know, so that you cannot make enough glutathione, cannot uh, make enough NAC, cannot detox you know, metals out of the system because of it. And so forth. You know, it's a critical uh, chelator <coughs> for those metals. Um, so, but magne- magnesium um, chloride, you don't have that problem. So, um, <coughs> you can also do magnesium as a spray, like a like an oil <coughs> oil based spray, and you can also do it as a gel. So, it's a nice little emollient to put over tight muscles. You know, just have somebody rub a little magnesium gel into those spots that are a little tight. And you might actually find that you have uh, giant relaxation. So we have all of these well, forms. You know,
4: even it. my grandmother said you should soak sore, aching feet or soak in a tub of Epsom salt. They didn't know why, but they said that to do it. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's an old wives' remedy that is absolutely borne out to be tremendously sure. valuable. You know, and um, and as I said, now that we have magnesium chloride available, <clears throat> that's even. Even more helpful in some people that have that uh, that issue that I mentioned. So, um, so Susan, um, anything else on? Um, let's let's talk about amounts. How, how much magnesium do you need? I mean, if uh, the typical person that's just trying to be healthy, how much do they need versus somebody that's really you know behind the eight ball with their chronic illness like asthma, you know, like fibromyalgia and so forth? So, can you? Uh, like- I
4: would say. For somebody with a lot of illness and a lot of stress, I would say pushing 800 milligrams a day if a healthy person, and that's just a guess, you know, that would be how your body responds to it, you know, whether you feel better, you don't have diarrhea, you know, then it
3: wouldn't be too much. Yeah. And so, again, if you're taking that with calcium and osteoporosis, that's, you know, just uh, worth mentioning again, then you want to take twice as much magnesium as calcium and you also want to take your you know the other trace minerals like boron <clears throat> boron with that um as well so
4: well i have one more little uh note here that i that i wanted to say um magnesium is the fourth most abundant cation in the body and yes well what is a cation you've heard of a battery like anode cathode the cathode is positive the anode is negative so the, all these things, these minerals that we talk about, have charges on them. They donate electrons, they accept electrons. And if you listen to our um, podcast on acid-base balance, you'll hear some of the same thing again. And when you're too acidic, your body, that means that you're not eating a healthy diet, then your body has to reach into your bones, your muscles, and pull out the Positive elements like magnesium and calcium to try to buffer all the acidity from your diet. So that's another another loss of the cations, the positive um,
3: elements in your body. That's a. And just for interest' sake, what, what's the other three that are more common? What uh, you said these uh, one before.
4: The first one is uh, calcium. Is the most abundant. It has the most to donate. It's a plus three, I think. Uh-huh. magnesium plus two potassium plus one chloride is negative what's the other one
3: uh, sodium sodium <clears throat>
4: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh well <laughs> wake, up. Wake,
3: up. wake up the biggie, <laughs> the biggie. <laughs> Yeah, the, the biggie so so magnesium you know folks don't underestimate its importance uh make sure that you get your other trace minerals in though too so you know that's that's critical to understand too that if you're deficient in magnesium chances are that you're deficient in all trace minerals, you know, with the exception of calcium. And, and the reason why I'm not that concerned about calcium is because it's in a lot, we get a lot in dairy, we get, get a lot in a lot of vegetables, and it's well absorbed. Um, you know, so um, it's even in, um, I guess, in animal tissues. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get quite a bit of calcium. So if you're eating, you're probably getting calcium in. Now, magnesium, not so. Magnesium, you have to eat pretty healthy food. Um, you have to um, get it re- re- replenished, you know, on on a regular basis if you're stressed. So, um, and if you're doing it with other trace minerals, I would suggest taking the magnesium malate or mag- magnesium gly- glycinate. Uh, Susan mentioned eight hundred milligrams. I would say at least four hundred milligrams for you know just everyday use, and then spike it up to eight hundred milligrams if you have any kind of chronic. Disease process going on, and then uh, combine that with a liquid trace mineral like energy boost seventy, uh, which is you know um, basically um, you know a liquid mineral that 's very very well absor- absorbed, and you can take that you know on a regular basis also um, anything else you wanted to say about magnesium or minerals? Um, just in general,
4: one other little trivia that I have: a few years ago, S A M E was being touted for depression. Uh, S A M E is methionine, which is a an amino acid, and it's complexed with uh, magnesium, and that starts and stops a process called uh, methylation, which makes you alert, focused, uh, oriented, and plus a jillion other things too. And I found that really uh, interesting. That it's just methionine with magnesium attached. Yeah. So, which makes you have more energy and feel alert and better. And um, a, a lot of people do use that as an antidepressant.
3: Well, so, and, and for more information on magnesium, on nutrition, you know, on healthy living, on natural medicine, contact us here at QHIwellness.com. Come and visit us, in fact, um, if you're anywhere near or around East Texas, um, or for that, for that matter, from anywhere in the country. We, we see we're very, very blessed uh, to be able to share in a lot of people's lives around the country. So qhiwellness.com, qhiwellness.com, the number is 903-2069. We will be back next Friday, and we're going to be talking about a really fascinating subject, nitric oxide. Nitric oxide restoration of health is going to be our subject uh, next week. Have a great week.
1: Thank you for being a part of Dr. Peter DeVette Live. We'll be here every weekday at 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Eastern on Toginet.com.